Thank everybody for coming and for staying today. Turn please with me to Romans chapter 3. chapter 3 and verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'll reread that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Turn please back to Titus. Titus chapter 3, Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 we'll read. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I'm most interested in the first part of that verse. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Turn back, please, to the Old Testament, to Daniel chapter 5. Daniel chapter 5. We'll start reading in verse 25. Daniel 5 and verse 25. And this is the writing that was written. Mene, mene, tekel, eupharsin. Which, this is the interpretation of the thing. Mene, God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Paris, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they closed Dan clothed Daniel and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler of the kingdom. And that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. I'm most interested in two verses there, one in being 27. Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. In verse 30, and that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. For a final reading, please turn to Revelation. Revelation chapter 20, and we'll start reading at verse 11. Revelation chapter 20 and 11. And I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell were delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 
And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's popular today. That's all the reading that we'll do. Um, there are quite a few courtroom dramas of various kinds that are popular today, whether they be fictional ones on television or whether they be real ones that are going on. The Right now, I mean, we just finished with this going through all of the drama around this Terry Schiavo case and all the various courts that this was appealed to, and I think it, it was literally before multiple judges many, many times. Right now, this Michael Jackson case is going on out in California. There's court cases of all kinds going on in various places throughout the land. And these things are very popular. People are very interested in following these things. Everybody likes to try and weigh the evidence themselves and come to some sort of conclusion and then see what the courts decide. A court will is supposed to weigh the evidence. Then a judge or jury will decide guilty or not guilty or if it's a civil suit, how much money should be awarded, those sorts of things. But there's a weighing of the evidence that happens in any of these things. Now, I'm not here to talk about courtroom proceedings because it's not the point of a gospel meeting, but we can bring that a little closer by applying this court metaphorically to what will happen to you someday. You see, there will be a day when the evidence will be weighed and the verdict will be passed on you for eternity. Now for some, those that aren't saved, this will be at a physical great white throne. There will be a physical place of judgment where each one will be judged. For those of us that are saved, we're pretty much, well, we're going to pass by that. We're not going to be there being judged according to our works. There will be you there in your defense, offering up whatever you can to try and justify yourself. And there will be the evidence that the prosecution is going to bring against you. And that is all of the sins that you have committed. You'll be there with all of your works. Your sins will be on the other side. And we'll see how you fare. The Bible tells us how you're going to fare. We read it. The law which will be used in that scenario, which will be not it's not a scenario, it's reality. The law which will be used there is God's law. It's not a law that is easily where people here can just ignore it, which various judges do today. It's not a law that can be changed by some legislature voting differently or something like that. The, the law is God's holy law. And in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, we read that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means we have all sinned against God's law. Not one of us, except for the Lord Jesus Christ, has ever been free from sin. We are all sinners and we all come short of the glory of God. 
Try and go through a day without sinning. We read in the Bible that even a foolish thought is thin, is sin. That means that the Lord Jesus Christ didn't even have any foolish thoughts because he was sinless. Sin is something that is pervasive. We all are sinners. And God has a perfect standard by which he judges people. And that perfect standard does not allow sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. No matter how many good works we may try to do, it cannot offset the sin that is there because we are all sinners. So the holy standards that we will be judged against are very tough. You see, you could go through your whole life. This is impossible. But let's say that from here on out, any sin that you've committed in the past is forgotten. And so from here on out, as long as you don't sin, you'll be okay. You know what? Even if you did that, you still would fall short. You still would be guilty of sin. And again, even if somehow God was able to overlook your past, you'd be guilty of the sin of rejecting His Son. And that is, without a doubt, the greatest sin that will cause you to be in hell for eternity. He has offered His Son as a free gift. Man's sinful nature is completely incompatible with God. But He has offered up His Son to make you compatible to make it so that you can be in God's presence so that you never have to suffer for your sins. But if you reject that, it doesn't matter if you live a perfect life for the rest of your life. If you reject that, you're guilty and you're going to be in hell for eternity. There's a thing I remember a few years ago, going back probably five years ago or so, the state of Connecticut ran this tax amnesty program. And what it was meant to do was you were supposed to, if you had, uh, for instance, ordered uh, items online and they came in from other states, you're supposed to pay sales tax on those things. It's more was directed at businesses who might buy a lot of things out of state and didn't pay their sales and use tax. It's actually use tax, they call it. And so what the state of Connecticut did was they created a tax amnesty program where all you had to do was come forth and... Pay the taxes that you owed. There was no penalties. There would be no prosecution for the fact that what you were doing had been doing was illegal. There was amnesty, and what amnesty means is that there was essentially a pardon. So you could come forward, pay what you owed, and you didn't have to suffer the penalties that would be before you. You know what? God has done the same thing. God has offered amnesty to you as a sinner and to me as a sinner. And if you take the amnesty, just like if you took the tax amnesty, you never had to stand before a tax judge. You never were brought up on criminal charges for evading taxes or anything like that if you took the amnesty. But if you didn't take the amnesty, this is the reason that they did it, because they were cracking down on the enforcement. And if you didn't take the amnesty, if you didn't, pay up what you were supposed to at that point and do what you were supposed to, then you were going to be prosecuted and they prosecuted people hard for it. And that's the same thing. When you pass into eternity 
If you have not taken God's amnesty, if you have not taken God's pardon, friend, not only are you guilty of every sin that you've ever committed in your life, but you are guilty of rejecting God's Son. You are guilty of not taking up the pardon that God has offered to you. You have an opportunity to avoid the trial where your works will be on display versus your sins. You'll have the opportunity to avoid that if you simply take the amnesty, the pardon that God has offered to you. In Titus chapter 3, we read, Not by works of righteousness as we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. That means that there's no good things that we have done that has ever made us worthy of salvation because there are not possibly enough good things that we have done. There is no way. But according to His mercy, He saved us. He's merciful to us. Presidents have power to pardon criminals. Sometimes they actually even abuse those powers. But it's mercy. Sometimes, hopefully, they don't abuse those powers. And it's a criminal who did something one time and they are completely rehabilitated and so they deserve a second chance and so they'll be granted a pardon. They'll be given mercy. God has given us mercy. God has given us a pardon. According to His mercy, He saved us. His mercy is that He sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. You know this. Every one of you here knows the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and for mine. And He suffered there. And by suffering there upon that cross, a perfect, sinless, spotless Son of God, by suffering there, He provided salvation for all. He provided that pardon. He provided the amnesty for all, such that you'll never have to suffer for your sins. But friend, He provided this according to His mercy so that you would take it, not so that you would reject it. And so once again, if you end up in hell, in addition to being there because your sins are incompatible with God, you're going to be there especially because you rejected the mercy that was offered to you. I know that we get up here and speak and sometimes it's not all that interesting. You're wondering, man, when is this 20 minutes, 30 minutes going to end? I want to go down and eat. I want to do this or that or the other thing. Friend, all we're up here trying to do is trying to help you understand your need for salvation and the fact that if you continue to reject God's Son and the salvation which is offered to you, we have no idea how long God is going to tarry with you. We read in the Bible many places about this. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, what's even going to happen later today. We do know that right now, you're sitting under the sound of the gospel. And we do know that God has offered salvation free to all. And that all you have to do is accept it. All you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, believe on what He did there on the cross, and you can be saved for eternity. According to His mercy, He saved us. That's the only way we're going to get saved, is according to His mercy. You'll notice in Revelation chapter 20, we read about another according to. We read according to their works. They were judged according to their works. You're either going to be judged according to, their, to your works or to His mercy. That's the title I have over my message. According to His mercy or according to your works. You're going to be judged by one of those two things. Friend, which is it going to be? 
His mercy He's offered free to all. He's offered you salvation through His Son's death on the cross. You can have that today. You can, never, you can make it so that you never will be judged in eternity for your works. According to His mercy, He saved us. In Daniel chapter 5, we read the sad story of Belshazzar and the writing on the wall. And he was a blasphemous man and very sinful in many ways. And in verse 27 we read, Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Think of balances as a scale. And his good was weighed against his bad and he was found to be wanting. There was no way that the good would outweigh the bad. In verse 30 we read, And that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldean slain. Judgment was brought upon him. He was judged according to his works. And he was found wanting. Friend, what do you think it's going to be like for you? What, what do you think it's going to be like for you at the great white throne? What do you think are you going, what do you think you're going to be able to offer in your defense? The same thing is going to be said. Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. You think your good deeds are going to outweigh your bad? You think that everything good that you do might outweigh it? No, friend. There's no chance. There's no chance that you could ever do enough good things that's ever going to possibly outweigh the sin that you have committed, and especially the sin of rejecting Christ. When you're there, you're going to be judged according to your works. You know, there's. we had a couple of deaths in the news this week that were very prominent. Earlier in the week we had this death of this Terry Schiavo woman. Very sad case. You know what? I have no idea where her soul is right now. I don't know if she was saved or not. I hope she was. If she wasn't conscious for these last 15 years or is minimally conscious, her fate may have been sealed 15 years ago, whatever it was. I don't know where she is today. She may be going to be judged according to her works. Sad thing. We had yesterday, we had the Pope die. And this man, I have no idea whether he's in heaven or not, supposedly the holiest person in the whole world. If he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and put his trust in that and that was all he was relying on and he was saved, he'll be in heaven. He'll be judged according to God's mercy, which means he won't be judged for his works. But this man who the whole world is looking up to right now and really idolizing or, or is really enamored with and what a great man he was for these past 26 years. As great as he was, if he wasn't saved, he's going to be judged according to his works and he's going to be found wanting. Friend, I don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't know if someone among us here is going to be the next great religious leader of the world. I don't know if someone here is going to be the next Terry Schiavo that has a terrible accident and ends up in a semi-conscious state for many years of her life or your life. But friend, the only thing we are sure of is that 
If you're not saved, you're going to be judged according to your works. It says that in Revelation chapter 20. Every man was judged according to his works. If you are saved, we have done, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. If you're saved, you're saved according to his mercy, and you will not have to answer for your works. You will not have to explain why, well, I could have done that a little bit better, but I didn't. Well, I could have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ that day, but I didn't. There were more important things. There were things that I was thinking of, my mind was wandering, and the Spirit was convicting me, but I rejected it. What a terrible thought, friend. What a terrible thought to be sitting before God in judgment, realizing that you could have been saved according to His mercy, but instead you're being judged according to your works. There will be no comfort in that day. No comfort whatsoever. Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. What a fearful thing to be standing before God with only your works as your defense. What a thought that you'll stand there and all of these things that you've ever did will be brought out. And then this other book will be opened. Was your name written in the book of life? And as your name is not found there, as we read, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Friend, we have no concept whatsoever of what hell is going to be like. We really don't know. We know a little bit from the Bible, but I don't think we have any comprehension of the awfulness of it because I think if we did, those of us that are saved would be a whole lot more eager in seeing people saved from going to that place. Friend, hell is going to be an awful place. There's no reason that any of us has, or any person has to be there. God's will is that none should perish. But God in His infinite Wisdom and infinite love for mankind is not going to force His will on anybody. It's your will in terms of whether you decide to accept His Son or not. You can reject it. In God's infinite love, He has allowed man to reject His Son. But friend, you're going to be punished for it. You're going to be judged according to your works. You're going to be Look, they're going to look up in that book of life and see if your name is in there and if your name is not in there you'll be cast into the lake of fire for eternity. This isn't something we're making up here. This is, this is reality. This is going to happen. Sometimes it may seem like it's a long way off and it may seem like I'm young and these things I will worry about when I get a little bit older in life. I have no idea how long any of us is going to live. I have no idea when that sudden sickness is going to come upon any of us that will put us in a coma for many years or will kill us. I have no idea when the Lord is returning. And when all those that are saved are going to be caught up and gone from this earth and when terrible things are going to happen here and when everybody who is left is going to believe a lie. I don't know when those things are going to happen. 
They're probably going to happen soon. The Lord's coming hopefully is going to happen soon, but we never know. We don't know the day or the hour. But it could be right away. It could be today. That thing that's going to put you into eternity, whatever event that is, may happen today. And friend, when you stand there at the end of your time, are you going to be resting on His mercy or are you going to be resting on your works? What are you going to be resting on when it comes time to be weighed in those balances? Are you going to be resting on your works and be found wanting? Or are you going to be resting on His mercy? What are you going to be judged according to? God's amnesty? God's mercy? God's pardon that you've accepted? Or God's amnesty that you've rejected? You can be saved right now. It doesn't take anything other than simply believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Accepting what God has given you. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saves us. That's all you have to do. Not believe that there's anything you can do yourself. You know, when I was saved, it, it didn't, I didn't get it until I came to a realization that no matter how good I thought I was, and I believe me, I didn't think I could save myself. I wasn't deluded into that. I knew I needed saved. But I didn't know I needed it bad enough that I was willing to give up on trying everything else myself and simply put my trust in the Savior and put my trust in God's mercy. What I did, I was saved. It was simple. I don't know why I made such a big deal out of it for so long. But I did. I thought there were things that were good enough in myself. I thought I can figure this out. I'm smart enough. I know enough of the Bible. I can figure out how to be saved. I couldn't. And I had to come to that realization before I could be saved. Same thing with you in the audience. Same thing. You've got to come to a realization that you're a lost sinner and that you will be judged someday according to your works and that you will be weighed in the balances and found wanting. So what's it going to be, friend? Do you want to be judged according to His mercy or according to your works? It's your decision. If you're judged according to His mercy, which you've accepted, you won't be judged according to your works. You'll have amnesty. You'll have pardon. When that great theoretical court decision is delivered at the end of your life, you'll be in heaven because you will have accepted God's Son. You will have accepted the pardon. You will have accepted His mercy. But if you haven't, at the end of your life, as you stand there, you'll realize you're going to be judged according to your works. you realize I've rejected Christ my life, my whole life. I've had opportunities. I've listened to the gospel. And now I'm going to suffer in hell for eternity at that great white throne of judgment. Every man was judged according to their works. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's a solemn, solemn thought. You're going to be judged either according to His mercy or according to your works. It's your decision. Throw yourself at the mercy of God.
Give yourself to it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Avail yourself of what's freely offered. You can be saved today in the seat where you sit. It's very simple. Simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You'll never have to suffer in eternity for your sins. Friend, if you do, if you do get to the end of your life and you find your judge according to your works, you're going to be found wanting and you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. So unnecessarily. You didn't have to die for your sins and suffer in eternity because one has done it already. One has suffered for your sins. But friend, once again, you've got to take it. Take the free gift of salvation which is offered to you today. There's no guarantee it will be here tomorrow. But you can take it today and be saved for eternity. In closing, we'll sing number, the last two verses of number 260. The last two verses of number 260 after we pray.